Hi there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and I'm waiting for you, you to call in. This is your show. This is where we share our lived experiences all together as the mystical body of Christ. We learn and grow together, walk away a little bit changed for the, for the better, and that is a wonderful thing. So here's the question I'm asking. Jerry Usher will be back tomorrow. You don't have to worry about that. And so you have me today, and I have you. I need you to call in. Here's the question. Now think about it for just a moment, and then ring those phones, because Matt Gabinski's waiting. What's the closest you came to dying. What's the closest you came to dying? We want to know the details, not because we're nosy, but because we're curious in a good way so we can learn and grow together. Like I just said, it's very important. And our lived experiences, we are the mystical body of Christ. So when one is, is hurting, all of us should be hurting. When one is rejoicing, all of us should be rejoicing, right? So here's the number 833-288- 3986. Please light up the phones. 833-288-3986. When or what's the closest you came to dying? I will share a story of a time when um, I came really close. I saw every grade uh, from kindergarten up to like sixth grade um, pass in front of my eyes very quickly. I thought for sure this was it. I was going to meet Jesus. And I truly believe it was my guardian angel that stepped in and miraculously was able to help the situation. Um, And so I'll share that story. And that just really changed the way I viewed life from that day forward because it was, it, I really and truly folks thought it was over. And I was, I was only 19 years old when it happened and it was, and I kept telling my parents what happened and they, <laughs> and they would say to me, what, what, what were you doing? Like, were you on something or did, were you drinking something? Or I said, no, I was coming off of work and I was tired. Has that ever happened to anyone? If you ever been tired driving home from work? Mm, things could happen. That's why we need to be in in touch uh, with our guardian angel in the sense of being very aware that they have a mission to guard us and guide us. There are bodyguards, there are soul guards, and they can definitely help if it's God's will to step in and make things okay and and really supernaturally um, come into a situation and and fix it very quickly. In my situation, um, in fact, the witnesses that saw it they said, we never saw anything like this. It was so bizarre. And I'll share the details of that story, but you got to call in because this is your show. 833-288-3986. What's the closest you came to dying? And did you learn from it? Did it change your life forever? Like it did for me. It, it Did it make a difference? Or did you go on with your life and you had to have another experience and another experience and another experience before it? God really... Um, got you to wake up and realize life is very, very precious. And we do have a lot of help with the uh, guardian angels, but we also have our choices, right? We have our choices and God never steps into our free will. Look at the phone lines go. A lot of you had kind of near death situations. Wow. This is amazing. 833-288-3986 is the number to call. This is a safe platform. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. If you are listening, we are live and it's all about you. Your life matters and it's very important. And we want to hear uh, all about the details of your spiritual growth because 
we can grow together as the body of Christ. That is how take two works. That's how we roll. And we have been going strong for eight and a half years because of you. You light up the phone lines almost every single time, all of them plus. And it goes into a second waiting area and sometimes even further than that. And that's wonderful. That means you care about each other. You care about life. You want to share in each other's experiences so it can help all of us, sustain us, support us, console us. So come on, you guys, fill up that last phone line, 833-288-3986, and talk about what's the closest you came to dying. The closest you came to dying. Very important. Uh, we want to hear the details. So don't uh, don't wait till the end of the show because I won't be able to talk to you for very long and that always bums me out. So I don't like that. So I want to spend ample time with you to hear your story. So 833-288-3986. And we have Matt Gabinski at the phones. On social media, we have Michael. He's doing such a great job. And of course, Ace McKay is our producer uh, running everything. Hopefully you can hear us um, very loud and very clear. So that's wonderful. And it should be an enjoyable program. Okay, so I need your help. Let's go. And anybody who's, hmm, let's see, 21 and younger, if you're listening, and it, and it has happened to you already, this uh, thing of coming really close to the end of your life, it did for me when I was 19. I'd like to speak with you. 833-288-3986. Um, we can address and say hello to Carol in Virginia. Um, and sh hopefully she'll hold through the break because I just wanted to greet her because she got in really quickly. Hi, Carol from Virginia, listening on the EWTN app. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Debbie. Thank you for having me. Thank you for calling so early. I appreciate it. As, go ahead and start, and then I'm going to need to just ha have you stop because we're going to we're going to hit a a quick break, and we'll come back with your story. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. Go right ahead. Well, starting out uh, one afternoon, I was sitting on my sofa reading my Bible and talking with the Lord, and all of a sudden, I had this weird feeling, and it felt like all of the energy starting from the tips of my toes, coming all the way up my body was accumulating mm -hmm. and gathering, gathering, gathering all the way up into my head. Mm -hmm. And my head felt like it was, it, it, it was, um, there was nothing there. It was empty, like right. echoey, like, and everything was black. I couldn't talk or anything. And I thought, oh, wow. Am I going to die? And in my mind, I said, Lord, if if you're ready to take me, it's okay. Aww. But I'd rather stay a little longer because my granddaughter is having a baby and I'd like to see my great grandchild. Right. Okay. But hold it right there. We want to, we want to hear the rest of the story, Carol. Thank you so much. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. You hear the music. When we come back, we'll pick up with Carol's story and the others as well. There is an open phone line just for you. When did you come close to dying? We want to know the story. 833-288-3986. closest you came to dying 
the closest you came to dying. That's what we're asking today, and that's uh, hopefully what you're going to respond to and share a story that happened in your life. We're going to get back with Carol in just a moment. Let me just share with our listeners right now, uh, uh, from Rome to your home, with news from EWTN's Vatican Bureau, you can watch all of the important events from Rome even if you don't have it TV access. That is so cool. Using the latest technology, we've made it possible to watch the latest news from the Holy See, all delivered directly to your home via live streams. Watch live on EWTN YouTube and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I love that. It's like you're traveling to Rome through EWTN. How cool is that? From Rome to your home. Okay, um, Please call in and share a story about when you came really close to the end of your life. And maybe you did have an angel step in like I did. I feel it was my guardian angel for sure. When I tell you the details, you'll probably think it was the guardian angel too. 833-288-3986 is the number to call. Please ring the phones. Matt Gabinski's waiting to speak with you. We are going to pick up where we left off with Carol from Virginia. Hi, Carol. Welcome back again and finish your story. You, you, you had this feeling that it could be the end of your life. You kind of made peace with it. You talked to God and said, but you'd rather, you, you would hope that God would leave you on this earth longer to see your grandchild. Pick it up right there. Yes, that's where I was at with it. And all of a sudden, this black area that I was in, in my hollow head, uh, became very bright. Mm. And then all of a sudden, there was this whoosh, and all of that energy flew all the way down my body to the tips of my toes. All of my energy was back in my body, and I was fine and very much at peace. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Did you feel at peace after that experience? Absolutely. And also, I've really looked at a lot of things I'd like to put into my life that will help other people at this point point in my life more so than any other time. I've always been a person that's helped other people all of my life, but not to this extent. Right, right. Uh, when did this experience happen, Carol? How many years ago? Oh, no, no. This happened uh, three months ago. Okay, so recently. Okay. And yeah. has your has your grandchild been born? No, she's uh, supposed to be born in June. Okay, okay. So this is a recent experience. Wow. So this is really, uh, this is very new and very fresh, and you're sharing it. So this is really cool. Um, Any any other insights can you share with us before we, we let you go? Because this has just happened to you. So you said you it kind of opened your eyes to certain things that you want to do. Anything else? Uh, mostly that's it. I haven't gotten too much farther yet. I'm looking into what I can be doing to help other people. And, and as I go through my life, I'm getting out there more and, and connecting with people. And right. I was thinking about taking some, uh, some kind of um, classes where I could help coach people or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, nice. It would be good. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Keep us posted on how this is going. Cause I find this interesting. So you had this internal dialogue, you know, with God, you prayed to God and then you, to, so you could be here to see your grandchild. So there's obviously a reason, there's obviously a reason God wants you here. So I, and I also wonder to the impact you're going to have on your grandchild, which I think that is fabulous. I put everybody in the book, um, for a successful, uh, delivery and everything goes well, Carol. Is there anything else? I pulled the prayer book out. Oh, thank you. No, that would be wonderful. Uh, I, I'm just so excited, and I'm excited for the 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 open mindedness that I have now. I mean, mm-hmm. I really want to do the Lord's work, and right. I want to do more, not just for my family. I, I want to truly trust in God. And, and give my whole self to him. Wow. What a beautiful outcome to your story. Thank you so much. Keep us Definitely keep us posted. Thank you for being first up here on Take Two. We appreciate it. That was a great story, and it just happened recently, folks. Wow. Thank you again, Carol. Okay, Carol, just for you to phone line right there, if you'd like to share the, uh, when it was a time when you came really close to the end of your life. Did an angel step in to help you? 833-288-3986. We will go to Linda. And Linda is in Southern Indiana on EWTN.com. Hi, Linda. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I have to remember to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The first time, the first time, I don't know who intervened, but I went to sleep one night on my back. Crossed my arms over my chest, and I remained in that position for hours, evidently. Mm. And I was called by name and told to get up now. Very emphatic. And I went to get up and had a hard time drawing breath. Took two or three times to inflate my lungs. I was so shaken up. I feel like if I hadn't done what I was literally ordered to do, I could have died that night so, because I was so deep and my breathing was so shallow. And the next time I was bicycling on a county road and I went to cage my bottle and I dropped it. I went back up the hill to retrieve my water bottle. And at that time, this kid comes screaming around the curve towards me on my side of the road. And had I been down the hill, who knows, I may have been hit. But he was driving, he was driving like a maniac. And wow. the last time I was in a truck, mm-hmm. being driven by a friend, it was after a Bible study, of all things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a green light crossing the highway, and we got hit by a semi. <gasps> doing like 40, 45 miles an hour. It hit us so hard, it knocked out, it totaled the truck mm. that I was in. It, kicked off the left front wheel, sent it about 75 yards down the road, and uh, it landed on top of a hill. And the rear the rear left kicked into the semi and threw us onto a bank. It's like boom, 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 and it was over. I walked away from it. So, and she okay. likes to say the guardian angels had their hand right where she yeah. was, right where she was, the driver. Because that was unheard. I walked away from it. 
She ended, uh, spent about three or four days in the hospital, and she still has PTSD to this day. It's been mm. several years ago now. Mm. She's still uncomfortable at times when she's driving. Oh. So let me, that that's unfortunate with that, because that, that's hard. That's hard to recover from things like that. Linda, let me ask you a question. Um, did you have a belief or an understanding about your guardian angel prior to all of these episodes? Not always. My guardian angel is a lot close. I I am a lot closer to my guardian angel today than I have than I was when I was twenty eight. Okay. Okay. When the first incidents happened. Right. Right. Well, let me share something because I studied angels for many, many years. And I will tell you when one of the key details that you that you gave was this when you said this voice was very, very strong, uh, ordering you right, ordering you to get up that that oftentimes is an indication of your angel, your guardian angel. It's a very uh, authoritative, very uh, direct command and it's very strong, and that's what you said you felt, correct? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say, in my humble opinion, that was your guardian angel. And it's interesting. Um, wow, you've had you've had a lot of situations happen. And um, did you want me? To, I brought the prayer book out. Did you want me to add the other person that was in that accident? You can. Okay. She would accept prayer. She's not Catholic. Okay. But, have, uh, can hey, you give, give her a free free free. anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. Her, okay, got it. Thank you so much. Wow. Well, we're glad you're with us, and we're glad you have shared your story. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate it so very much, and I love that you have grown closer to your guardian angel. That is amazing. So what's the closest you came to dying, folks? That's what I'm asking, and, that, and I really do. Uh, want to invite you to call in just like Linda did and just like um, Carol did 833-288-3986. Let's go to Janet and Janet is in Hamburg, New York, listening on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hi, Janet. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Thank you for calling. So tell us your story. Well, similar to, I was a similar age you, as you were when it happened to you. I was 20 years old. Um, I had an ectopic pregnancy. I had no idea what was happening to me. And because it was a surprise and unchecked, um, I lost most of the blood in my body. Mm. And I was in an emergency room, excuse me, and had clinically, clinically died. I had bled out on the table. Um, and it just like you hear people talking about the tunnel of light that they go through, I could see myself from the top of the room, and I could see my my body and the doctors around me. And then all of a sudden, I heard this, what sounded like a music, but I didn't hear it. I felt it through my body, and it was peaceful, and it was joyous. It was like the most beautiful chord you could ever imagine in your life. And it drew me backwards and turned me around and drew me through this, beautiful darkness that was warm and encompassing and it was just color and gorgeous like i said this gorgeous beautiful cord that just washed through me and gave me peace and i felt as though all it needed was my voice Mm -hmm. and i realized that it was or it felt like it was the souls of everyone who had departed 
making a happy, a joyous sound with their souls. And just as I felt like I would open myself up to to put my sound forth, I felt a voice say, not yet. Mm-hmm. And wow. I was pulled back through my body. And the most amazing thing about that is that I wasn't afraid. I wasn't, and they had said that I had clinically died on the table. But I was not afraid of death after that. I knew that as long as I had my, the Lord by my side and I was in his pocket and doing living the way he wanted me to live, that at the end of my life, it wasn't something fearful. It wasn't terror. It was complete love and that complete joy. And the wonderful thing about it is that as I took care of my parents, when they passed, when they got to the end of their, their lives, I was able to impart that to them. And it loving it was a loving thing it was wonderful because they accepted it and they were not afraid of dying anymore they they joyfully went to meet the lord and it was just such a wonderful thing and i'm very blessed and happy to have gone through that well you went through that at age 20 and an ectopic pregnancy is very as you were clinically pronounced dead there for a little bit and you said about all the bleeding and everything it's very dangerous and just for our listeners who may have may not have un- understand exactly how serious it is. Um, it is when, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, when the baby develops outside of the uterus, correct? So it's so... It, yes, it's, ma'am. Yeah, so it's problematic from the get-go, right? And so they have to really, um, they have to really monitor it. And I understand it's only like, what is it, one in a hundred women? It's, so it's, it's, it's um, well, it's rare enough, right? So that's why yep. maybe... Yeah, maybe people don't know about it. But when this happened to you, the interesting thing is you were brought to this place um, of peace. And then you talked about the music. I don't know if you saw the movie After Death that came out last year, but they talked about this incredible uh, musical uh, sound that is beyond anything you could ever comprehend and understand and even put words around. And I bet you, 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 um, heard that same type of, of music being, being, um, played because, or being, um, demonstrated, I should say, because it's an experience and you, um, you had a sense of peace. So that is incredible. And at 20 years old, and then you were able to help your parents, uh, transition, into the afterlife. I think that is an incredible story, Janet. Have you shared this before? Um, You probably have shared it with your family many times, but have you shared this before publicly? I've shared it with people that are in fear, that -hmm. are in terror, and that don't, it seems as though they're afraid of opening themselves up to a further, closer relationship with the Lord, because they're afraid that the things that they have done will keep them from, from his love. Right. And being able to, especially people that are either living a dangerous lifestyle or getting close to the end, I've been able to, I've been blessed to be able to share it with them mm-hmm. and been so satisfied with the fact and so grateful for the fact that it's given them comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Are you in that um, area of work, like hospice or in any type of health care? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not, okay. but I'm very involved in my church and very involved with the people that are there or people that I need. And I keep myself open to, because as as you know, our lives, if we can't, if we can't proclaim the good words through our lives, why are we bothering? That's you know, we've true. got to be able to share it and show by example how strong mm-hmm. it can, our, our relationship with the Lord can be. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Janet, I think there's more ministry work ahead uh, for you in this area because we need the, that kind of um, uh, real life stories to help because I think the fear is growing and we need to get people on the right track and get them prepared and get them excited about living this life and, and transitioning right into the afterlife. Way to go, Janet. That was a home run. Thank you so much. Okay. You hear the music. When we come back, we'll get to the phones again and hear your stories of a near death. Um, it's very interesting folks. We're learning and growing together. So stay with us on take two. I'll be right back. closest you came to dying? That's the question I'm asking today, and you are responding. So thank you. 833-288-3986. Jerry will be back tomorrow. Um, I just want to do a shout out. Congratulations going out to another member of the EWTN radio family, Carolina Catholic Media, 1270 AM, serving the greater Charlotte area, is celebrating four years with us this week. Congratulations to David Papandrea and his great team at Carolina Catholic Media from your friends here at EWTN. That's uh, David's last name I like saying, too. It kind of rolls off your tongue. I love that. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Jill in Minnesota, uh, listening on Real Presence Radio. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Tell us the details. Well, seven years ago, I had a simple virus, and it decided to go to my brain. My husband and I have been married for 42 years, so when I looked at him and said, something is really wrong with me, he put his bags down. He was going to be going off to a fishing trip, but no, he put his bags down and took me to the hospital, and I literally dropped in front of the doctors. I had something called aseptic meningoencephalitis, where the virus migrated to my brain, and it technically killed me. Um, I was fortunate enough that Our Lord decided that there was something he wanted to say to me. I had worked for the um, vicar general, and there were some things that he wanted to discuss. So I, you you never plan for these things. They just happen. But if you live your life honoring God, you know, um, it's just amazing the, the trajectory that he takes you on. But what I, what he said to me was, you will, Jill, they always, he always says your first name, Jill, you will be judged not only by what you say, but what you do not say. And I knew immediately what he was talking about. And as your last caller commented, there's such an authority in that voice, but you're so completely filled with peace and joy. There's no fear at all. And I always remember about Our Lady Mary when the angel spoke with her, the initial reaction is sort of like, you know, you're a little bit like shocked, I guess is what I would say. But, you know, he has such great important things for us. And it's just, it was such an honor for me. And, you know, I, it took about a week and a half for me to come out of my coma. and. Um, 
you know, like I spoke and stuff, but I had, there was, you know, no, no communication skills, but I had to relearn to walk, relearn to talk, relearn to add. Um, and I was very grateful that St. Mary's hospital was here. They've always taken such great care of my family in a Catholic way. And so it's just a beautiful story. And I love to tell people that God loves us and he is with us every moment. And there's things that we're not saying. He does not want us to live in fear so much that we don't speak out maybe to some of the injustices that we see before us. And so I just felt so privileged and I've been, you know, honored and graced to have three more grandchildren. So it was just a beautiful experience and I love to tell people about it, you know? Wow. Oh, I do know. I think it's amazing. So a couple, couple details about your story. I love that your, your husband quickly put down the bags. He didn't, he didn't say, well, everything will be okay. I'm going to go on this trip. So he obviously was prompted to, to step in. He knew how to cooperate with this to get you to the hospital very quickly. So that was, that was kudos to your husband. That was amazing. Is it safe to say that you, you built an um, understood and your takeaway from this incredible experience um, is is more trust in God, less, you know, let go of the fear and more trust in God. Would you say that's pretty accurate takeaway? Yes. And I think the, the cool thing is he knew he could always trust me because I've had other mm-hmm. experiences in my life. I've got spiritual directors that have been so good to me and kind to me. Um, and I think that's why I was so surprised. I thought, Lord, you know, I'm doing, I'm trying to do everything you're telling me, but I guess this one was super important because Mm -hmm. he just, he relayed it to me in such a special way. And, uh, you know, and even now when the neurologist came in on my second visit, about three months later, he just whips past my husband and I, he was a Harvard grad. And he said, Jill, I hope you know how close to death you came, you know. (laughs) And, you know, he was like 72 and he loved to go on missionary, you know, mission Mm -hmm. trips to be a doctor. And, but it was just so funny that he, he just went right to the point, you know, and I said, oh yes, I know. And, you know, so I, I just love the beauty. I didn't get to, you know, hear any music or, you know, but I felt the, uh, all encompassing peace, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. just, there's no way to describe it, but it's beautiful, and I can't wait. You know, I know that there's more stuff for me to do here on Earth, but it's there's such a joy in it. And I think when I relay my, my story, I think that people are, you know, like happy, you know, mm-hmm. which is what I want. And, yeah, so that's pretty much the, the beginning and end of it, you know. But right, um, right. I'm, I'm grateful that you're speaking about this because— I think there are so many out there that have had experiences like mine and they, they're afraid for some reason to mm-hmm. speak about it. Mm-hmm. I've got a, um, I started the confraternity of Christian mothers 25 years ago and we met every week saying prayers. And I, it was such an honor to be a part of that too. And, you know, I want to be able to speak to other people about joyful things and not always about all the people that need prayer, you mm-hmm. know, Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and Jill, just like I shared with Janet, the previous caller, 
you guys have a lot of ministry work to do with this because you god has given you this amazing experience this gift so that you can help the rest of us not have that kind of fear of death and dying and all sorts of things that go along with it that we're, we feel like we're not ready spiritually to meet the lord i mean we really have to start helping each other and let's face it the pandemic didn't help us at all spiritually i mean it it it, it pulled us apart in so many ways i know there were a lot of zoom prayer groups and all sorts of things and that's great but I'm talking about these kinds of conversations where we spend time with each other, really go soul to soul, really understand what's going on. And so that we can build that confidence in God, the trust in God. So way to go, Jill. Thank you so much for everything you're doing and continue to do using your lived experience. That's incredible. So another home run there. Way to, all of you guys got home runs. I'm going to give out virtual home run awards to everybody. Carol and everybody. Okay, you all get the home run awards and Linda. Okay, okay, everybody gets them. All right, I'm just going to give it to everybody today. It's, I feel really happy. Today's a good day. Let's go to Danny in Virginia Beach, Virginia, beautiful area of the country, Sirius XM 130. Hi, Danny. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. My son, I named my son after you. I love the name Daniel. Do you know, you know what it means, don't you? It means uh, God is my judge, right? You got it. There you go. <laughs> I live by that every day. <laughs> good, good deal, Daniel. But you, you're called Danny, so so that I love that too. That's what I call my son. Um, but yeah, it's a great name, a strong name. So way to go. So tell us your story. Okay, so actually, I got two stories, but I don't have enough time. You don't have enough time on the radio to hear it all. So I'm just going to get to the point with my mind because my wife. He passed away three times in a car accident and was brought back to life. Um, and God put us, I'm a disabled vet from Iraq. And um, I came back from Iraq all messed up. And my wife brought me back to the church and we, you know, made, I, I, I made peace. But what I want to get at is I just had a double lung transplant January 13th, 2023. And my transplant um, first off, I went to the VA hospital down here and they misdiagnosed me. Mm -hmm. They said I had pneumonitis and uh, they were treating me for pneumonia. Um, I still had the same conditions for almost like six to eight months. And my wife was like, look, you got to get a second opinion. Well, thank God I did. I went to another doctor and they sent me to a pulmonologist and they said I had stage four idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. There's no cure for it. Um, it happened while I was over in Iraq experiencing the burn pits and all that stuff over there. Um, so when I got diagnosed, uh, they put me in the hospital down here. And uh, unfortunately, they don't do transplants. Um, so I applied to every major hospital in the country, well, around here in the United States. I was denied because they said I was a uh, too sick that I had like two weeks, two or three weeks to live. And um, then I was in a, you know, laying in my room and one of the doctors came in and she's, and she wasn't even supposed to be in that hospital. She's a, she's a doctor, a pulmonologist from another hospital, but she said she was filling in for a friend. And uh, she looked at my chart and she said, what's, what's going on with you? And I explained, you know, I have uh, stage four idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. And she said, okay, well, 
what's going on as far as your transplant? And I said, I, I got denied by everybody. Everybody said I was going to die. She, well, she did. She said, just give me one second. Let me go outside. Well, she called the hospital in Washington, D.C. It's called Dinova. And um, one phone call, and she said, look, you're going up to Washington right now. I said, really? They got, and she said, yes, uh, they're going to take you, and we're going to try and get you your lungs. And um, that, then I find out that lady, I've been trying to reach her to this day. I cannot reach her. She gave my wife the phone number, everything. And uh, her phone number, her practice, everything. She doesn't, she's like, it's like she didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that had to be an angel, you know. And so once they flew me, they put me on the ECMO machine. I don't know if you're aware of what the ECMO is. Um, it basically takes all the blood out of your body and it bypasses your lungs. Mm-hmm. So no blood can get to your lungs, you know, just to keep you, it's like life support. Right. Um, once I get into DC at the hospital, um, so now, you know, they have me sedated. I'm still under ECMO. Um, now they came out and my wife was telling me that they, they want to know who's going to pay for the surgery. Well, uh, we thought the VA would have paid for it, but they didn't. They turned me down. Hmm. Um, I'm retired military, so TRICARE stepped in. A million and a half is what they paid for my <sighs> surgery. Wow. And Yes. And so then my wife gets a phone call from the surgeon, and they ask, um, do you, you know, I have this guy who just passed away. Do you want his lungs? And, uh, he said, absolutely. This was four days later after I checked in at that hospital. Um, some people have been on that list for almost two years. Right, right. And here I am. God has blessed me with, you know, being able to get my lungs that quick. Yeah, you fast-tracked. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they get me into surgery. Uh, I get my new lungs. It's now Christmas level last year, okay? Um, I'm on, still on that ECMO machine, but I'm able to... They brought, it's like they brought me to back from a sedative state to a, um, you know, awareness state. Um, and well, while I was on there, I wanted to tell you, I had a, three out-of-body experiences while I was on that ECMO machine. But to the miracle on Christmas Day was that the machine, the ECMO machine, kept shutting down kept, for no reason because it's not ran. It's ran off of a pressure, like a hydraulic machine. And so uh, the pressures kept giving out. And the doctor was like, look, unless I stabilize this machine, you're going to die. <laughs> was telling my family, you're gonna, he's going to die. So they all, he said, look, just get out of the room and let me make some phone calls. He called around to all the major hospitals, Georgetown, um, uh, Philadelphia, North UNC, and talked to all the doctors on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, at 1 o'clock in the morning. They told him exactly what to do. Sure enough, an hour later, after they talked to him, he brought me back to life. Because I was out, I was in that near body experience. Right, I was right. coming out of the body. But I'm going to tell you, our Lord and Blessed Mother, they were by me. They knew that this was all pre-planned. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, it, it's incredible. Um, I'm, I have a very close bond with our Lord Jesus and, and the Blessed Mother ever since I was born, but 
I and I and they came to me on on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. But the thing about this experience was that I physically saw our Lord in in like human form, wow. you know, and and He brought me back here for a reason. And I've been see I'm I'm I've got my church. Uh, very, very active in my church. I mean, visit nursing homes, hospitals, speak to people about death, uh, faith, uh, gospels. We do Bible studies down here. Um, very, very, I'm a knight in the Knights of Columbus. Oh, um, nice. Gosh, we do a lot of stuff down here. Mm-hmm. And so I think this was the, the reason why the Lord brought me back was to tell my testimony right. to other people to give them influence or, you know, let them know that, hey, God is here oh, and yeah. he will help you. Well, Danny, and, 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 yeah, Danny, yeah. let me, let me jump in only because we're, we're going to get ready for the, the last part of the show, but let me just jump in and say this. You're a walking, talking miracle. You, everything you're sharing about being close to our Lord and our lady, you know, you're absolutely spot on the details of it. I do believe all all of the elements, how that that other doctor stepped in at just the right time, and now you can't even reach her to say thank you. The Lord was working on your behalf to make this happen, Danny, because you are needed here. You need to stay here longer for all of us for a reason and for yourself. And one thing I just want to say real quickly, because we're going to run out of time. You said that your your wife was so instrumental in, in all of this in your journey. Can you Do you feel comfortable giving us your wife's first name? Because I want to add her to the book. I, I put you in the book as well, Danny, for your continued um, strength through this because you just got this transplant just a year ago. And I want to make sure you stay strong for, for the rest of us. So can you give us her first name? Absolutely. Her first name is Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y. Beautiful. Okay. And and Danny, one other thing I want I wanted to share. If if you get a moment, first of all, and I also want to say thank you for your military service. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cannot thank you enough. So um, there's a lot of people that that really appreciate our military, and we are so grateful. So thank you, Danny. But uh, one other thing, if you get a moment, could you drop me an email at uh, take two at ewtn dot com. Um, I'll explain later um, as we, if you, if you feel comfortable just emailing me, I just, I think your story needs to go out a little further, Danny, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, my mm-hmm. priest in our, I belong to a Benedictine um, nice. church. Mm-hmm. And so they want me to give the testimony in front of the whole congregation. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and, you, and you should do it. I, I would confirm that Danny, please do it because you need to. You're, you should you should tell your story to every atheist and agnostic, because after they hear your story, they're going to have to rethink where they're at, because they're, it's so evident and so obvious that God is present. And, and Danny, I thank you. I'm going to have to let you go on that only because there, we've got back-to-back uh, jammed phone lines, and I'm going to try to go um, at rapid speed to try to get to everybody. But Danny, drop me a, an email. Okay, Susan in Minnesota. That was an amazing story. I don't know how you're going to top that one, Susan, but I um, on Sirius XM 130, but take it away. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for taking my call. It's just such a thrill to listen to your program every day and such a blessing to my heart. Oh, thank um, you. So, so what happened with me is I was 35 years old. I'm 70 now. I was, uh, we had moved to Indiana in the spring or the fall of 1988. I had six children. 
we were going back to um, Minnesota at Christmas time, and the road was icy and snowy, and we just kept on driving. Um, and come on, coming up on top of a big hill, all of a sudden my car went on the other side. Oh. And, um, excuse me, I'm driving, so if you hear directions. <laughs> right. Um, and so uh, all of a sudden uh, I, I see this semi coming up over the hill right at us. And all six of my children saw it as well, and we all were, like, wide-eyed. I said, hold on, kids, we are going to get... And it came so close, Debbie, that I could see the face of the semi-driver, and his eyes were, like, startled. And I knew if we hit, we were all dead. And all of a sudden, Debbie, the car sideways went sideways, right Mm -hmm. into the snowbank across on the other side of the road. And we were stuck in a snowbank. Uh, someone had called the police. The police officer came, and he said, how in the world did this happen? Your car is absolutely, it, it went right across the road. He said, it didn't go to the left or the right. It went just, like, straight across the road. And I wow. said, all I can say is that a guardian angel mm-hmm. pushed us across the road. And all my kids, too, agree. They still talk about it to this day. Um I'm I'm 70 years old now. I have 22 grandchildren and two oh. great grandchildren, and all of my children love the Lord. However, I am I, along with a 22 year old grandson, we're the only two that are Catholic, and so together we are praying that the rest of my family will come into the Catholic faith. I love the Catholic faith. It has added so much more from when I was a Protestant and only had part mm-hmm. of the loaf. I now have the full loaf of blessing and sacrament. Um, from Jesus, and I am so thankful for my life. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven oh, is yeah. the verse that I claim most every single day. I have that in my entranceway. I love that, Susan. What an amazing story! And so now your family is 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 um, uh, flourishing and 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 growing, and that is beautiful. And you are here with us. That is amazing. I love that how you can remember the detail of it um, from so many years ago. That is that's that also tells us that it really truly was uh, a supernatural experience where where the angel stepped in to really help you in that in that situation. Wow. Susan, you're awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that call. um, And I'm glad I got to uh, get you in on this show. The Sunrise Morning Show with Anna Mitchell and Matt Swain, Monday through Friday morning, 6 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Anna and Matt, start your day and tomorrow. Uh, Matthew Leonard from The Science of Sainthood, a new series on the Mass, plus thoughts on personal prayer from um, Father Hicks. That is wonderful. Oh, great guests that they have on the Sunrise Morning Show. So make sure you check it out, folks. I'm going to try to squeeze one more uh, call in. Dave from Columbus, Ohio, St. Gabriel, uh, listening on the app. Hi, Dave. Hi, Debbie. How are you today? I am great. I'm loving these stories. How about you? Well, I don't know that I can match some of them because they've been incredible. So uh, I'll, I'll uh, abbreviate. I know you're you're on a tight timeline here. but uh, So first of all, even listening today, uh, it's, it's really kind of a first time uh, leaving the house. My wife, you know, I was driving for work. She said, well, you should 
you know, you've got the app. Go ahead and, and listen. And, and I thought, what the heck, I, I would try it. And then I think you, you've caught me because she listens to you every day. So uh, oh, to the show. Thank you. Thank uh, your wife. I love yeah. her. <laughs> I will. She's unbelievable. Yeah, Chris. Well, anyway, um, so this is this goes back, and you really made me think about this. Um, and being older now, this is when I was like 17. Had two uh, good buddies that were invited, invited over to a uh, young lady's uh, pool. Went there, and we're just having a good time. And uh, the the three of us, the the, the two other gentlemen and me, and me when you know in, in high school, and we're. Four and that we had one individual that we were all good athletes and ran track and everything, but um, he couldn't swim, so we were going to teach him. And, and none of us knew what we were doing. So finally thought he was doing pretty good in the shallow end, and um, I thought, well, let's go. I'll, I'll get you in the, the deep end, and I did. And he uh, was okay for a few seconds and then panicked and turned around and got uh, around me with a neck hold that I could not, I could not break. And we went down to the bottom. I really thought this was it. And um, I fought and I fought and I fought and finally uh, pretty much gave up. Um, so all of a sudden there was a jerk and I realized that my other friend had, had come in and, and saved me and got him off me. I got to the pool uh, edge and threw up and was, mm-hmm. was that close and looked over and my friend didn't, uh, somehow, uh, he popped off me. So I mm-hmm. still obviously can't figure that. And, and, um, got, got to the side. And, uh, the reason that it means so much to me, I don't know that I valued life, uh, like you do when you get a little older and now having wife and I just had six children, nine grandchildren, wow. all, uh, raised Catholic and doing the best job. She, she's a, a better leader than I am. So I'm trying to take lessons, but, uh, I think these kids and grandkids may not be here had, uh, you know, that situation been a little different. Wow. Dave, amazing story. Thank you so much for finding uh, Take Two. And please thank your wife. I believe you said her name was Chris. Thank her again. She is wonderful. Wow, what a story. Again, uh, I believe those angels are are working overtime for us, folks. Sue driving through South Carolina. Grace, uh, Lorianne, and the others. I'm not going to get to you today, but guess what? We will put this on the calendar in the near future. It's too important. Thank you so very much, Matt and Ace and Michael. You guys, the show team, you are amazing. Tomorrow, Jerry will be back. Sibling rivalry, that's what we're talking about. And so I want to thank the Take Two family. You guys are awesome. We love you so very, very much. Have a beautiful and blessed day. We ask St. Juniper, please pray for us.